Welcome to your favorite F word podcast, where we dive deep into conversations around food, fitness, feelings, with the occasional fuck thrown in. We're your hosts, Sarah and Nicola, owners of Paradigm Nutrition and Performance, nutrition coaches, besties, and most importantly, humans. This show is for coaches, self-growth-oriented folks, active humans, or anyone looking to deepen their understanding and relationship with food, movement, and themselves. Thanks for tuning in, and we cannot wait to share this space with you. everybody. Nicola literally wrote hi, hello in like the show notes intro. <laughs> hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of your favorite F word. We are going to talk about something that is a very, very important habit when it comes to success with your nutrition and fitness and just overall health. Um, and something that becomes a little bit more complicated for whatever reason in the summertime. The summertime, just like in general, I feel like this is the most like simple idea that somehow gets misconstrued and like made to be so much more complicated than it needs to be. So today we are going to break things down and try and alleviate some of the stress that for whatever reason seems to come up for people. So we're going to talk about meal prep and different ideas for either getting started with this habit or to maybe adjust your own current process to make things feel a little smoother, a little more fun, maybe a little more delicious. Who knows? Mm-hmm. We're yeah. So we're going to start with just some kind of general meal prep considerations. And then we're going to go into some like specific things that we see playing out with our clients and specifically causing stress um, with lots of the individuals that we work with. Um, so we'll do some kind of like troubleshooting scenarios. We're going to share troubleshoot. We're going to share some of our favorite resources and yeah. Maybe some of our own fave meal prep go-tos. Yes. 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 I have a few current ones. Is it whatever's on your shirt? Are those hot dogs or tacos? <laughs> Popsicles. Popsicles. Wow. I didn't even come close. They look like fucking hot dogs. Also. Yeah. They kind of do. Um, also, you know, freezies. I saw this on. Yeah. I know. Freezies. <laughs> okay. But I saw this on a reel. So, you know, when you open a freezy, you like use your mouth. To like oh, rip is it the, the snap open? it in half? Yeah. I feel like that only works sometimes. Oh, I've never tried it. They must you know have what, to be really frozen though. Really frozen. But you yeah. know what that reminds me of is what? when our buddy Jake, who's like super strong, super fit guy, he used to do his meal prep. And in his meal prep, he would take half a cucumber to work for like a vegetable source every day, but he's like a bro, super lazy. So he wouldn't cut it up. He would just try and snap the cucumber in half. And I was like in the kitchen with him one morning while he was prepping and I saw him try and snap it and he couldn't break it in half. He didn't know anyone else was in the kitchen. And I just burst out laughing because he's like so strong, but like can't rip a cucumber in half. And he just looked at me and like, oh, yeah, damn it. (laughs) It was too soft. Yeah. Well, too soft. Maybe. He also, um, didn't he used to eat like bell peppers, like just as an apple? Oh yeah. eats them whole. Like he's like, why would I bother cutting them up? That's way too much work. So you could be like Jake and be, take the most simple approach to your meal prep. 
See, it doesn't have to be complicated. Absolutely. He, he ate great. He loved his meals. He's also kind of robotic in his meals though. Well, like has a low tasty threshold. Very low, but yeah. he's grown since then. He learned how to cook a steak. Yes. Good. Okay. Well, let's start off then by talking. I think when Nicola and I have this conversation about meal prep with our clients, we often start with kind of like a, I don't know, defining different types of meal prep, because I think when most of us think about meal prep, we have this picture in our head. It's probably the same fucking picture from like literally like Tumblr or something like it's so ancient. And there's like a table full of like 30 Tupperware containers with like all these meals in it. And then like bananas and stuff like that. And I think a lot of us, when we think of meal prep, we automatically picture you know, having every single meal measured out, portioned out in Tupperware, we're eating out of Tupperware the entire time. And that can absolutely work for some people, but for most of us, it's not going to be very tasty or enjoyable. And the process of actually getting that ready feels super overwhelming. But like, it's really satisfying when you have them all laid out and you're like, oh my God, yeah, it's perfect. Um, and depending on your goals, that may be more or less important too. So we will talk a little bit about what to consider for your own meal prep and how that's going to work. Yeah. So if we're thinking of that example, that is what we consider to be meal prep. Okay. Where you're actually prepping out specific meals, you're measuring out the portions, you're maybe labeling them if you're tracking macros so that you know what's in them, et cetera. And you've got everything pretty much set for the week. Okay. Again, great option for some people, not so great for other people. Um, but the other option, and I think you and I do this mostly for the most part. Um, and I think a lot of our clients do too, is to do something called food prep. So what does food prep look like? So if we think of meal prep in terms of like literally prepping out and having all of your separate individual meals ready, food prep is just doing the first part of that where you are cooking and prepping all of the food. So when we talk about this, that's making some protein sources, whether that's like a barbecue chicken, uh, meatballs, chicken skewers, whatever, turkey, (laughs) ground turkey, whatever it is you're making, you're making proteins, you're making or getting ready a few carb sources. So maybe you're making a thing of rice. Maybe you're making some quinoa. Maybe you're picking up tortillas, um, having oats on hand. You have all those carb sources ready. And then maybe you're also like chopping your vegetables so that they're easy to, uh, and ready to go. Mm -hmm. Um, so you're not actually making the individual meals, but you just have everything ready to toss together when the time comes for you to eat. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be beneficial for people who have a little bit more time during the week, right? Obviously that's going to take more time throughout the week because you're going to have to put those meals together, potentially add flavors to them, et cetera. Um, but also if you're someone who gets sick of having the same foods all the time or, you know, eating out of Tupperware, um, that can be a really, really great option because it provides a little bit more flexibility and you can kind of like mix and match things throughout the week, combine them with different flavor profiles, et cetera, to create a little bit more variety. Yeah. Especially if you're cooking for other people too. So if you've got kids, especially like little picky ones, or if you're cooking for a spouse as well, being able to adjust the meals as you put them together can be helpful to fit kind of everybody's palate. Um, oh fuck. I just had another thought and it just completely escaped me (laughs) in and out so fast. Oh, let's give an example of like what 
one of us might make for like, if we were just doing a food prep for the week. Okay. Um, I'll talk about this week cause it was really yummy. So this week I made, um, a bat, a big batch of chicken and I did it like kind of like Greek flavored. Mm-hmm. So I made Greek flavored chicken breast. I cut it all up and then I baked it in the oven, which was a regret. Um, <laughs> my air fryer next time or the barbecue anyways. So I had a big batch of chicken and then I also cooked up I chose two other protein sources because I really wanted salmon, but salmon doesn't keep well for very long. Mm-hmm. So I cooked a couple days of salmon and then I cooked up a pack of ground beef. Nice. Um, so I had all three of those. And then I had a big batch of rice that I cooked and a big batch of potatoes. Sweet. Um, and so I had salmon rice bowls and beef rice bowls. Um, and then I had the chicken with the potatoes and a Greek salad. Yeah. Yummy. Yeah. And that was kind of like yeah. Mm, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I went a little bit different. I cooked up chicken kebabs and steak kebabs and then made like some veggie, um, kebabs as well with zucchini, pineapple, peppers, onions, made a thing of rice. I bought some thin crust pizza shells. And then I took, um, a previous batch of pulled pork out of the freezer. So I've been kind of rotating between like steak bowls, chicken bowls with the grilled veggies and rice some of the pulled pork pizza, putting pulled pork in hash browns, things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's so much variety that can come from food prep. So it can be really, really nice for those people who do get sick of the same thing. Um, but if you are someone who feels overwhelmed with like deciding what to eat throughout the week, maybe meal prep is a better option because if you're giving yourself too many options, that kind of like decision fatigue can set in where you even have the me- the food prepped, but like putting it together feel, feels overwhelming. And then mm-hmm. you're like, fuck it, let's just order takeout. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I think ultimately what the majority of our clients do is do a little bit of both, mm-hmm. um, especially if we're not working from home and we need to be able to like grab and go with all our food in the morning. Most people will make maybe one or two different breakfast options. One, definitely to keep things simple and have lunches pretty much the same every every day. So mm-hmm. they'll have all of that prepped. It's already like if we're tracking macros, we already know exactly what the foods in what amounts are. So we can either plug it in in advance or just make a recipe entry, um, take that to work. You know exactly what you're eating all day. And then you can use the food prep in the evening to be like, okay, you know, I had chicken and rice for lunch. I'm craving something else. Maybe we do burritos. Um, maybe we do a pizza. Maybe there's um, like a Greek potato bowl, like Sarah had something like that. And you already have everything ready. And you're just kind of like gauging where your macros are at. So you can decide what portions of those foods to have for dinner. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So those are some kind of like initial considerations of like, what type of prep do you want to do? Um, So now we're going to go into just some quick ideas with like where to start. So you're like, okay, I want to start meal prepping, or I want to make changes to my meal prep. What do I do? Well, the first consideration, um, I think for most people, Sunday becomes the most convenient day to prep because there's a kind of fresh week ahead. Work starts on Monday for most of us. So I would say pick one day a week, whatever is going to be the easiest day for you and just go ahead and schedule out a chunk of time that you can commit to meal prep. So it's already in your calendar. There's no plans made. So it gets pushed back um, and do a grocery list for what, like decide what you're going to have, make a grocery list, go get only those groceries that are on your list. 
and then commit a few hours. Sometimes it doesn't even take that long, depending on what you're making, um, to putting things together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So with that, we generally recommend our clients kind of plan out the week, right? So look at the week ahead, look at breakfast. Even if you just do breakfast, lunch, and dinner, that's a really good start. You can work your way up to like, including like your snacks or smaller meals in there, but literally on a piece of paper, write down breakfast. These are my breakfasts, lunch. These are my lunches, dinner. These are my dinners. And then kind of work backwards from there and making your grocery list, that planning part, even if you don't end up prepping everything that day, at least if you have the plan, again, it reduces that decision fatigue. And when you get to that dinner, you know what you're making and you know, you have the groceries in it. So 100% recommend writing it out somewhere, whether it's on paper or if you prefer digital, that's fine too. Um, but that's going to be really, really, really helpful. Um, what else? A note there, I think when people are first getting started, a question that comes up is like, well, how much do I know? Like, how much do I need to buy? Um, and so like having things pre-planned can help, um, and kind of doing a little bit of like, um, uh, if you're tracking macros, breaking down what kind of like estimated macros, macros you will need per meal. And if you're really worried about it, going in and like logging everything in advance to make sure it fits and to give you an idea of like how much stuff you'll need. But in general, I think there's a little trial and error to this. Mm -hmm. Um, and maybe like the first week you don't get enough and you have to go back to the grocery store on like, you know, midweek, maybe Thursday evening to get a few extra things. Um, but ultimately going forward, I think just be mindful of like how much you go through so we can start to eliminate like any food waste. Um, and you can make sure that you are buying enough so you don't have to do super frequent, frequent trips to the grocery mm -hmm. store. I had that conversation on a client call the other day because she, um, she did a meal prep and then she like ran out of her prepped chicken, like on Tuesday mm, <laughs> and yep. she was like, shit. Um, and so for her, she's newer to tracking. She's newer to like all of this stuff. And so we talked about when she's buying meat specifically, looking at the weight of mm. the meat and knowing like, okay, raw weight, we're probably having between like a hundred to 150 grams per serving. So if we have ground beef for four meals this week, we know we need at least 400 grams, right? Yep. And then you can kind of do it that way. Um, and then obviously you've got to factor in if you're cooking for other people and stuff, but especially meat, I find that helpful to just look at the package um, cause even with chicken breast, sometimes you'll be like, oh, there's four chicken breasts in here. And then you like get home, open the package, cook it. And it's like the smallest chicken breast ever. <laughs> and you don't actually have four, like four ounce servings or whatever. Um, so yeah, that's helpful. That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, okay. So some other notes we had here just in like the planning phase is, um, if you're feeling super overwhelmed and maybe like recipes are seeming complicated or, you know, it's just seeming like a lot, just aim for a protein, a carb, a fat, and a veggie with each meal and have one of those prepped, you know, one protein source prepped, one carb source prepped, et cetera. Um, so that at least one of those meals is like super balanced. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and when we're making these, let's, especially in the beginning, 
Um, remember, we don't need to get super fancy with this. We don't need every single meal to have a brand new set of ingredients. So when you are planning things, aim to pick like a full meal that's going to use the same ingredients that you can use again in another meal. So like rice, super adaptable, mm -hmm. making a chicken with a simple seasoning, super adaptable, chopping a lot of veggies you can use in multiple different dishes, super adaptable. Mm -hmm. So things like that. So you really can keep the grocery shopping simple and you're not going in and buying like a thousand different ingredients. Yeah. That goes with seasoning and like the flavors too, right? So like Nicholas said, like basic chicken. So instead of like marinating it in some like sauce of some sort where you're kind of like restricted, unless you're like Brad who just literally puts sweet chili sauce on fucking everything. Yeah. So does Brandon. <sighs> like I made those Greek bowls and he puts fucking sweet chili sauce on it. And I'm like, it this does right. not match. Yeah. It does not match. Anyways, keeping it basic so that you can, you know, okay. I'm going to combine it with this and I'm going to shoot for this flavor. Right. And it's, it's not overtaken by like another flavor from when you cooked it. Mm -hmm. I find like things like taco seasoning are re really easy to adapt. Yeah. Um, garlicky things are very easy to adapt. Things like that are soup barbecue sauce even is really easy. Um, mm -hmm. I also really like to have fresh herbs when I can. Things like cilantro can add like a different touch to a bowl versus like a basil or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, do you have any other go-to seasonings or sauces? No, I've been loving the fresh herbs lately. So like dill and parsley, mm -hmm. um, chopping those up, especially with summer now, like it just tastes so fresh. Um, so using those during the cooking process or just on top of your meals to like add flavor. Mm -hmm. um, There's also, um, I know we both used our fair share of this, but Bolt House Ranch, um, it's yogurt based. So not ideal if you're um, lactose, but they make like some really good different dressings. The avocado cilantro is like the best. So good. Um, and macros are fucking great for it. So yeah, adding a little drizzle of something like that on top can Oh, they, um, they don't have bolt house at the grocery stores that are close to me. So I have uh, barely ooh. had it because I would have to like go all the way to save on to get it, which oh, is really tragic. sad, but tzatziki has been ooh, one of my go-tos. Yeah. yeah. And you can also make it yourself if you wanted to, with just plain Greek yogurt and lemon juice and garlic and cucumbers. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, tzatziki has been yum, yum. A staple. Yeah. So those are some kind of ideas for where to start um, with getting some ideas together. What about the actual process of meal prep? Like, how do we like to do that? Right. I think for me personally, one of the biggest things for it to be like an enjoyable process and feel less, less overwhelming is a doing what we said already. So like having a plan, getting all the groceries, et cetera, but starting with a clean kitchen. So I like make sure all the dishes are put away. The dishwasher's empty. My counters are cleared. Like starting with a clean kitchen is, <laughs> I just saw your notes here again. I just laughed. Um, definitely makes the process less overwhelming because you have more room and stuff like that. Um, so that would be kind of my first place to start. And then the other thing that I like to consider is, I try to start with prepping the things that like can just sit and cook. So if I'm doing like something in the crock pot, I'll get that in the crock pot first. Or if I'm like 
barbecuing, I'll get the barbecue heating and get something on the barbecue first so that while it's cooking, I can do the other stuff like chopping vegetables and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So that's this is kind definitely of like, the like process. a task where we want to work smarter, not harder. Yeah. So finding whatever little hacks um, are going to be helpful for you. We just recently purchased like one of those, not a slap chop, but one of like, the oh bigger, yeah. Um, chopping mechanisms yeah fuck are those called (laughs) I don't know um so you can do like a bunch of things at once and kind of reduce the time a little bit yeah um I am also a big clean kitchen fan I find it very horrible to be in the kitchen if it's messy yeah um so just little things like that that are going to make it more enjoyable a little bit more effortless for you Um, I put in the notes here get stoned and do it and just like chill out but I mean we'd want to be mindful of like the snacking that can happen when we do that Um, but I'm a fan of like listening to a podcast or listening to music or having like even some Netflix on in the background just like something to I don't know have as a little bit more entertainment but some people will really like to just do it and have some time in their heads to think or not think and just kind of be yeah yeah so many so many different options there I'm definitely a music person and depending on what my goals are and stuff like that sometimes I like to have a glass of wine with it Mm. because it just like I don't know wine when you're cooking maybe it was like a thing from Europe or something but it just like it's just such a good vibe oh interesting I don't know if I do that in the summer but Brandon he always does like the barbecuing for me oh yeah and he goes beer me I'm I be grilling yeah yeah, he needs a beer to go and do the grilling so that's his little thing obviously it also depends on what time of day this is happening like if it's a Saturday (laughs) morning I'm not having a glass of wine but if I'm prepping on like maybe a mimosa then right (laughs) Caesar and mimosa Oh, yum, Caesar. Yum, yum. Um, yeah, so just like finding your own little process in that um, and figuring out what's going to kind of work for you. Some people will even split it up and do like a little bit, you know, on the Saturday, a little bit on the Sunday, maybe a little in the morning, a little in the afternoon, whatever it's it's going to be. I'm a You're big pointing. fan of that. No, I'm just saying like, yes, <laughs> I'm a big oh. fan of that. Like I, I prefer to do my grocery shopping on a separate day. Mm, because otherwise it just like takes so much time so I'll often do my planning and grocery shopping either Friday night or Saturday and then I'll kind of like set out the things that don't need to be refrigerated on the counter and I'll like organize the fridge based on like what I need to cook and stuff like that Um, and then I'll do the prep on Sunday and that kind of like splits it up for me I hate that idea yeah I want to get it all done in one (laughs) one swift motion (laughs) check it off the list. Yeah. And I mean, everyone's different, right? So it's really about finding what works for you. Um, the other thing that you may want to consider is getting like the slap chop tools (laughs) that make prep easier. So, and that easier could look like reducing time. It could look like reducing hands-on time or reducing the dishes that you need to clean up. Um, so some of our favorite are, the air fryer. I'm obsessed with my air fryer. You guys don't use yours anymore. Hey, are you kidding? I just spent like a month making only chicken fingers. Okay. I thought you said you weren't using it that much anymore. (laughs) Um, but yeah, the air fryer is great. It's quick, right? Um, it's super quick. So fucking yummy. So air fryer, chicken fingers in (laughs) and you go have a shower and you come out and your chicken fingers are ready. Yeah. (laughs) 
The air fryer is good too. If you are doing some prep throughout the week, because it's quick, right? So if you need to like prep up some extra potatoes or, you know, do some extra chicken up or whatever, the air fryer is great for that midweek quicker kind of stuff. Um, in the summer, the barbecue, you can use the barbecue in the winter too, if you want, we but do. definitely we yeah. always do. <laughs> The, the best thing about the barbecue, A, it tastes fucking great, but also mm-hmm. there's no dishes to clean up. Love. Yeah. So you can barbecue most of your meats. You can barbecue vegetables. Hey, hot tip. Have you ever barbecued an avocado? I was just thinking about that. Oh, yeah, it's mama. Delicious. Yeah. So you cut it in so half good. and then you put it yeah. cut side down, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so yummy. It's like an avocado butter. Oh my God. It's delicious. Yeah. Put a little like lemon juice, yeah. salt on top. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I'm a huge fan of kebabs lately. They're so easy, just yeah. delicious, very customizable for your flavor palettes. I feel like kebabs um, are too much effort. I would rather just like cut strips of zucchini and put it on and cut strips of pineapple and put it on. I guess, but they're so beautiful. Plus I buy, right. I generally will buy pre-seasoned kebabs. That's fair from out here in terms of like the meats and then I will chop some veggies and make them yeah 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 um oh shoot I was gonna say something else oh we mentioned crock pot and like god crock pots are so good because you could literally make it in the morning and then you have dinner for the evening and all of your meats for the rest of yeah the week less so like a summer cooking thing more so like for stews and stuff in the winter but pulled pork or pulled chicken in the crock pot is Mm. so good and so easy to make different meals out of. You can do pulled pork with pork tenderloin. This was a conversation I had with someone that's like mind was blown by this. So we buy those like huge packs of pork tenderloin at Costco. Wait, what else would you use? Like a pork shoulder. Oh, usually it's made with a higher fat pork. Oh no, pork tenderloin all the way. Yeah. Pork tenderloin makes a great pulled pork. Um, and yeah, once you figure out how to make it properly so that it doesn't give you the shits. <laughs> That's a you thing. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's my crock pot. It's really old. I need to get a new one and it's small. You think it's and the I crock like, pot? Yeah. Cause I, how? well, I don't know. Like I just like shove it toxins. so, <laughs> I shove it so full cause it's like small and it only has like one setting on it. There's no way that that's the crock pot's fault that you're pooping your pants. <laughs> okay. It's the pork's fault that I'm pooping my pants. Yes. That's much more likely. (laughs) It's because it gets all liquidy. You know, we've had this conversation anyways, this is a later conversation. The poop or the pork? (laughs) Both. (laughs) Okay. Moving on. Anyways. So those tools can make the meal prep process a lot easier and tastier. Yeah. Tasty, tasty. Yeah, I don't want to see any boring ass meals. Well, no, that's not true. They can be boring as fuck, but they don't want to be tasty. Exactly. Spice that shit up. Majority of our meals look like a protein thrown on top of rice with some sort of like, even if it's like a baked salad or like vegetable and like some sort of seasoning. 10 out of 10. Um, So doesn't have to be fancy. Um, Okay, so we were going to go into some troubleshooting, but- Mm -hmm. We've already been here for a while, so I feel like we should save the troubleshooting for a second meal prep oh, episode wow. follow-up. Wow, wow, wow. What do you think about that? Okay, that's fine. Okay. Like, we're going to record it right now, but we're going to just make it a separate <laughs> episode. 
I'm trying to maximize. Sarah it, is know? the queen of work, smarter, not harder. Also, people's attention spans are really small. Yeah, that's true. So okay. shorter, shorter, more digestible. Okay. Well, there's some meal prep considerations for you. Stay tuned for the next episode where we troubleshoot the shit out of it and share our fave meal prep go-tos these days. Yes. Okay. Okay, bye.